Hey everyone, and welcome to another Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey. Excited to jump right in this interview today with Ryan Larson, who is the founder and CEO of First Line Financial and the author of the new book, Ladder to Leader, My Journey from Failure to Fire to Financial Freedom. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you today. Hey, Brian, what's going on, man? Good to be here. Yeah, this is exciting. Always good to chat with folks uh, about a variety of things getting started. And and you have a unique journey, which I'm excited to get into. Uh, I, you know, as I prepared for right now, I prepare for all these interviews. I'm like, what are the different angles to take here? What are some things we can really dive into? And what's unique about you, I guess, is not only obviously, have you, you know, you've written a book recently, but you've started this whole business and you've kind of transitioned, it seemed like your life uh, in a, a few different ways. So here's where I want to start with you. Is there a pivotal moment or two that you can kind of pick out in your life that really kind of took you off of one path and directed you on on some different one that you never thought was even possible? Like, is there a pivotal moment that springs to mind as I mentioned that? Yeah, I think there's a there's a couple. And just for the listeners, you know, you know, by trade, I am a, a fireman. I've been a firefighter for 21 years. Um, and I'm also a financial advisor and I started first line financial about five years ago. So I'll start with kind of like that first, um, I guess, experience that really started to change my life and how it, how I got into the fire department. And it was really, you know, kind of coming out of high school and, um, it was actually the night before graduation, believe it or not, I was out with my buddies and, Obviously, what are you you know doing with your buddies? You're probably partying night before graduation, having a good time. And uh, you know, I was drinking and driving, and actually, I wrecked one uh, my my Ford Tempo at the time. Right, it had these really crazy shocks, and you come around a corner, and you know the thing would be doing this; it would just be going up and down, just taking these corners, and. Uh, you know, drinking doesn't help it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when you're driving. And so I came around the corner a little bit too fast and it kind of uh, started jumping around on me. And one of the wheels caught and I went right into a light pole. And I had four buddies of mine. It was probably, I don't know, you know, 12, one o'clock in the morning. And, um, you know, we're, we're sitting there after we hit this light pole and we're like, oh my gosh, what do we do? So I tell my buddies to get out when we start pushing my car off the light pole. Well, all my buddies, you know, we go over to my girlfriend's house and, uh, you know, we just stay the night there. And um, the next morning I go home and, you know, I drive the car home and my dad, me and my dad get in this big argument. Right. And it leads to, you know, a really pivotal time where I have to make a decision of like, am I going to stay in this mindset of just, you know, drinking, not making good decisions, or am I going to try to make something of my life? Right. And obviously I wanted to, you know, not only make my parents proud, um, and lead, you know, uh, as a good example for my sister, my younger sisters, you know, but I obviously I wanted to do well for me and potentially my family in the future. So uh, I found the fire department after working at Home Depot for about a year. I was working as a cashier, just trying to make ends meet, going to college. 
and there was a a fire that was set by a young gentleman um, during a really busy Saturday. And I saw this all unfold in front of my eyes. And it was it was crazy because if you could imagine Home Depot, how big it is, um, you know, all the different aisles and how many people are in there, you know, when this fire erupted, it, he, he set it in the paint aisle so that all the paint started like combusting and mm -hmm. it just it just spread really fast and everyone started, you know, this big black cloud um, was starting to billow out through the paint aisle and the whole the whole, uh, you know, business that day was evacuated. And I stood there in the parking lot in the 110 degree heat in Phoenix, Arizona, watching this massive fire um, kind of erupt in front of my eyes. And what was really interesting is watching the different agencies, the fire department agencies come on scene and battle this inferno. And at that pivotal moment, I was watching something unfold that I was just like very taken back by. I saw men and women kind of come to this, you know, crazy scene and work in unison and be very focused and know what they were doing. And they were putting their lives at risk. And, you know, I went home and I just thought about that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was, that was really something to watch. And I shared with my parents that I think I found my calling. You know, I was really good at sports. I was really good being a, uh, a team player. And that's what the fire department is all about. You know, being a team player, it's about serving your community and taking pride in those who, those who you serve. And so I set out to become a fireman and uh, was not the best student. So it took me a while to learn how to take the appropriate test. Mm -hmm. And finally, after working really hard, staying focused, um, I started getting, you know, offers with these different fire agencies. And at about 21 years of age, I landed my first uh, full-time job with the Phoenix Fire Department, which was, you know, which is one of the major fire departments in, you know, um, Arizona. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, um, so that that event really led me to find my true calling, which is to become a fireman. Now, you know, Ryan, can I ask there? I'm, yeah. I'm curious, um, just as I'm thinking this, because you mentioned that story of obviously running into the the pole, which mm -hmm. obviously is glad that everyone was fine, and you know, although obviously, yeah, the decision's not condoned, right, of, of drinking <laughs> and driving, but good, good right. thing everyone's fine. Had you been making a lot of poor decisions prior to that as well? Like, was that the the kind of the cataclysmic event that on top of all bad decisions maybe that you had made through high school or prior? Or was that kind of an outlier and that woke you up? That's a great question. No, the, I was making quite a few bad decisions. I had a really good head on my, you know, on my shoulders because I had a good family environment um, I was really focused when it came to wrestling, but other than that, um, you know, I was, I was not the best kid and I did make poor decisions. So I think that was definitely like the pinnacle, right. Of like, you know, one of those just decisions that you're glad you, you ask yourself, God, is this what I'm all about? Is this, is this going to define me or, you know, is there something else, you know, for me to achieve? Um, 
so with that being said, you know, that is something that kind of, I, um, you know, I definitely grew from that event and that has defined me into the person I came today. Um, so hopefully that answers yeah. your question. Well, because I, and I think, you know, folks listening in may agree with this. I mean, I, I've been through such a, you know, kind of a winding journey in my life as most people are, but it's never, it's never like one event that always does it. I mean, it, it could be, like I said, the, the pinnacle event, but it seems like it takes us to kind of get knocked in the head a few times before we like realize like, oh, I need to make a change here. So I'm kind of, that, that's why I mean, I guess, and you could take this maybe if I, if I veer off the road and kind of a, a little you know tangent here, um, it, it maybe take this in other parts of your life too, with your business or other stuff is like, how did you commit to the change? Cause it's one thing I talk about this a lot with, you know, with, with my just get started mission is like, we all want to change. Hey, I want to lose some weight or I want to get in shape or I want to start this business or do whatever, but then actually committing and like prioritizing and creating habits and systems and all that stuff to make it a reality. Sometimes yes. we fall short. So is there anything you would share kind of, as, as I mentioned that, that you can think of in your life, how did you kind of get over that bridge of saying you want to do something and then actually doing it? Is there anything you've put into place that has helped that? Just hard work. Um, you know, and that's kind of a cookie cutter answer, but it's, it's, that's what it comes down to. I mean, making a commitment to, to do something, um, day in and day out and keeping yourself, you know, responsible to, to make those, uh, commitments. That is, that's the hardest thing sometimes, right? Like you said, it's, it's, it's eating healthy. If you want to lose weight, it's, you know, going to the gym, um, it's the same thing with, with, you know, in my, my, uh, journey becoming a fireman, I had to, I had to put in really good habits. Right. And once again, I'm going to back up and just say, I wasn't a good student. So one of the, the habits that I had to really focus on is being a good studier, which I was never, you know, I was a very poor student. I was actually in resource when I was, uh, in elementary, uh, I definitely fell behind. I was not a good, uh, my grades were very poor. Um, my wrestling, you know, abilities were, were very high level. I had some small offers, but I think if my academics were right there, um, I think I could have been, you know, going to these top, you know, PAC 10 colleges. Um, so committing, making good habits, putting in good habits, are the building block, the building blocks to where you want to go. Um, if you kind of are, you know, half ass, if you will, excuse my language, if you don't really commit, I mean, you're not going to go far in this life. Um, that's, that's one of the takeaways that I could share is everything that I've done, I've learned the hard way, but I've committed 100% my of myself. And if I fail, I always get back up because, you know, failure is just the prerequisite. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So it's been, it's been, there's been a lot of good lessons in my life. Is, is there a couple that you learned? Cause you know, obviously I'm not a fireman. I'm, I'm ne I've never done anything like that. Um, and I'm appreciative of, of those folks. Um, is there a couple lessons you've learned as a fireman that you've been able to kind of use in life in general, whether it's with your business or just family, anything you'd share that's kind of been 
um, that's been so helpful, I guess, for you to think differently? Gosh, just, just being a good person, right? I mean, as, uh, you know, a fireman who's, you know, you're always in the public eye. I mean, you want to, you know, just be nice. I mean, that's at the end of the day, it's just, it's just about being nice, being a good person, putting a smile on your face and not getting bagged, bogged down with all the negatives, right. That life throws at us. Um, having a stable job, you know, has really allowed me to, um, explore different, you know, parts of who I am, right. What interests me. And that's being, being an investor, um, you know, I don't think I would ever find that if the fire department didn't give me that stability, right? So the fire department has allowed me, you know, to communicate better, um, to listen, um, and just to be an advocate for those people who, you know, I serve day in and day out. And then I try to take that, you know, in my own personal life by, you know, uh, you know, whatever it is, keeping my, you know, yard trimmed, you know, keeping my house maintenance. I mean, just being a good citizen of the community, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, those are the few things that I think the fire department has helped me with um, to achieve, you know, probably more than I thought was, was available to me. Are you still actively doing stuff with the fire department? I am. Yeah. So I've been a fireman for 21 years and I'm still actively doing that. And then I'm also uh, the owner of First Line Financial, which is we're a registered investment advising firm and we focus on retirement planning. So I started that about I started First Line Financial about five years ago, but I've been in the, the financial space for almost 10 years. And um, back to your your first question is one of those pivotal moments in my life um, that kind of changed uh, from being a fireman to becoming a financial advisor is I invested into um, a high-rise condo back in 2008. And it took about two years to build this high-rise condo. And in 2008, obviously, we all kind of know what happened during that period is real estate got crushed. And I lost a lot of money and I was thinking to myself, oh my goodness, what now, right? Um, as firemen, we always have kind of a side hustle, if you will. And that's, I was, in, I, I, I was always passionate about investing. And so I thought, what better way to kind of come back than to be really good at something that knocked me down? Mm -hmm. um, so I started educating myself about ins and outs of stocks and bonds and mutual funds and, um, you know, how the market and the economy moved. And I think that's where I really start to, started to grow as a person, um, a more holistic person, mm. that is. What is the, and again, I'm, I'm novice here, so I'm going to ask, like, what's the time commitment with the, the fire as a fireman? Because I'm kind of curious, like, how did you, and maybe this is something you could chat about. Like, how did you juggle as you got into financial advising and being a firefighter? Like, how did that all work in terms of scheduling? <laughs> it's very complicated. Um, 
it's almost like if you if you have kids and you're you know you're trying to get to your day job it's in you know your kids are just it's chaos that's kind of how my life has been for the last you know 10 15 years it's just been chaos and as a fireman we work 10 days a month that's the flexibility where i found that allowed me to kind of springboard into the financial service arena um having worked 24 hours and then having 40 hours off to kind of recoup or um, recover your body from all the calls that you ran during that 24 hour period is why so many people want to be a fireman um, because of, you know, that nice schedule. Mm -hmm. But what I did is, uh, you know, instead of like going home and sleeping or, or, you know, getting caught up in, you know, another um, side hustle, if you will, I just, I just focused on how could I achieve greatness and something that I didn't think was possible? And that's really where I started kind of tailoring in that investing, um, being savvy with your money was not even in the cards for me. And when something is not in the cards for me, that's actually when that's what I want to attain. When something is so far like in left field, you don't think it's you know, attainable, that's what I usually go after. And it's through the hard work and dedication that I was talking about early is, is how to, how I'm achieving those, you know, huge goals that I set. Did you have like a lot of, um, you know, maybe poor beliefs or practices? Like I did growing up, like I was, I wasn't taught any financial literacy. So I got in some like credit card debt and all this stuff. And it took a while to get out of that, you know, but it was a good lesson to learn. Did you have a similar, like, didn't really know anything about, you know, financials or, or kind of how the stock market worked or anything like that? Yeah, I had no clue about finances. Um, you know, my parents, uh, my dad was in the Air Force. My mom, you know, worked as a manager at a local grocery store. And so, you know, they were raising four kids and, you know, yeah, it was never... Um, you know, relay to me how important finances and making good financial decisions is to your life. They were just trying to put food on the table and and do the best they could for us. And I made a lot of poor decisions, you know, just like you, Brian. I mean, you know, I got in quite a bit of uh, financial debt, you know, being hired as a fireman, you're like, oh, I just, I just won the lottery. I went out and did the, the stupidest things that you know, you can do, um, buying a motorcycle, buying a boat, um, you know, these huge, um, you know, debts that I went into and looking back on them, I'm just like, that is the silliest thing that someone can do. Um, if they don't have, you know, a good, a good income, you know, mm -hmm. to, to supplement what is going out the door. Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the things I learned was that if, if you could delay gratification, this is one of the biggest lessons I've learned. If you can delay gratification, you're going to be far better mm. than probably your past self or maybe if, if you're doing like a comparison with others, which is never good. But like, uh, because if it's that short term thinking, like probably for you, it's like, oh, I need a boat. Okay. But, you, but you're yeah, like, yeah. how many times have, you know, how many times am I going to use a boat or where am I going to store it or all this stuff? Um, my dad bought a boat when we were a kid and the same thing. It's like, 
we live in upstate New York. Like you use the boat a couple months a year. Um, But that type of approach of like, if we delay gratification and we can be smarter. And I think this also goes down to is like, what are you using your money for? Mm -hmm. Right. Is it, are you using it to be flashy and a status symbol? Okay. Or using it like, you know, I kind of think of money as like freedom and autonomy. How do I use it to have more freedom in life? Um, so that yes. helps me make different choices than maybe I would have made, you know, maybe the 25 year old Brian would have made way different choices because now I think differently. So I, I don't know if there's anything I, I didn't expect to get into like a financial conversation here, but it, it is, I'm curious, your thoughts from what you do is like, if someone maybe is getting started and thinking about finances, is there any coaching you would give on, you know, how to think about money differently maybe? Yeah. I mean, the, obviously the biggest thing that we hear is just start early right start start investing start saving and it's true i mean the earlier that you start saving and investing the better you're going to be right i mean with a lot of the clients that i that i work with it's it's uh you know kind of that it's not in the accumulation stage it's in the you know distribution phase and those people who didn't save early and often are the ones that are the most worried, right? So for your listeners, I would just say, you know, it's better to start today. And I know that's a very, very general blanket answer, but just start today, do something, right? Put it into, you know, a savings account, put it underneath your pillow. Don't go out and buy things that once again, you know, you don't need to be flashy. Um, Right now, I'm probably, um, spending the least amount of dollars on uh loan mortgages uh car payments um you know credit card payments i mean i live very modestly um and i think that's the biggest takeaway you know the millionaire next door mindset Mm -hmm. that is alive and well today so if you could keep that mindset you know, money is going to allow you to do more things that you want to do. Maybe with your family, you know, maybe, maybe it is buying that boat, but until you could, um, you know, purchase that, you know, boat, you know, with a down or with, with all cash, I mean, don't even, don't even think about it, you know, delay that gratification like you were talking about. Yeah. I remember one of the biggest things that got me to change my tune on money and just kind of thinking about the, the future was, I hated going to sleep at night where I was like stressed and worried about, you know, am I going to be able to make, you know, pay my rent next month, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, you know, that's a, and I know a lot of folks struggle with that. Oh yeah. We're, we're, I mean, we're all there. I mean, we've all lived through those like sleepless nights of like, how am I going to pay this phone bill or this credit card bill? And yeah, it's not a comfortable feeling for sure. And that's, you know, becoming a fireman and, and making those probably poor decisions, even as a fireman, we have a nice income, stable, you know, uh, career. But if you're making poor decisions, it doesn't matter what job you have. It's just, it's going to catch up to you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, well, and I think too, is the, as you make more money, there, there's always this, like the spending goes up. But it's like, yeah. to your point, if you can live modestly, you don't have to live like a minimalist, but yeah. if you live modestly and then your salary goes up or maybe your revenue streams, if you if you do certain things, go up and you keep living how you're living, you're going to have a lot of excess that you can invest and, and you know put away. 
But I think we, you start seeing this as like, hey, the more money I get, okay, I got to spend, I got to, I kind of live that status. Mm, um, yeah. At least that's what I see again. I've, I've experienced and it's, I don't know. Some people like that, I guess. Um, but yeah. And it's like, Brian, how many times, I mean, I mean, even in your situation, you probably go out there and you, and you purchase something and then six months down the line, maybe finances get a little bit tight and you're like, gosh, why did I purchase that? Maybe I could free up that capital by selling it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you have these, you know, these thought provoking questions of like, did you really need that? And, and I think that's what we need to ask ourselves is just like, do we need the things that we need in our lives? And what, like, if so, great. You know, if it's going to make life easier for us, then like a car, well, obviously we need somewhere to, you know, get us to and from work. But if it's silly things, right, if it's things to impress other people or it's not really, um, you know, justifies justifying our beliefs and who we are, I would say walk away from it and walk away from it fast. Well, you bring up the car. That's such a great example because, like, I think about, again, where how I grew up and, and some of the decisions I made early on. You think about, um, you know, like making choices because it might look good to other people, the outside world. And, and I, I probably had that thinking when I was younger, but one of the things I use the car as the example, because people ask, you know, so I have a, my car is 15 years old. It's pay, been paid off though for five years. And I do the math. It's like, okay, well I've saved how much money from now. Now I could easily go out and buy a new car, but again, it comes yeah. back to why I work remote. I, you know, I don't have to travel all over the place. The car actually works really well. And, you know, it's got its bumps and bruises on it, <laughs> yeah. but, um, just like us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but that, but again, if I put the maintenance into it and I keep it up, I'm like, I don't, I don't care if someone looks at me and he's like, Oh, Brian's got, you know, a, a beat up trailblazer or whatever. It still runs pretty well. And I'm like, mm -hmm. but I'm also look at, again, going back to the freedom, like I don't have, that's extra money. I don't have to spend. I just think that's a, that's a perspective, you know, uh, I would encourage others to take of like, yeah, do you really need it? And if you do, why do you need it? Like, what's the why? Is yeah. it something that's going to really impact your life? Well, yeah, then go get it. But if yep. it's just to do it for a status or whatever, that may not be the best long-term going back to the delayed gratification, you know? Yeah. Totally. Um, okay. We're jumping around a lot of stuff. Sorry. I, I pulled this on a few tangents here. <laughs> That was good um, stuff, man. Well, I'm so I'm curious. Um, again, I can, I, there, there's so many questions I've written here to talk about. Let, let's talk about writing a book because that's always fascinating. Like, why you, you launched the book in May this past year, 2022? Mm -hmm. Why did you write it? Like, what was the reason to write a book? Why now? I guess. You know, it was a, it was just a spur of the moment thing, and I think as fast as like COVID came out um, and kind of like took the world by storm, if you will. That's kind of how my book, you know, came to it's, it was just a, Hey, I, I don't know what's going on with the world. Um, you know, even my business started to shut down. Um, I had a really nice book of business, so I wasn't panicking. Um, but it's like, okay, what now we're, we're at home. Um, I can't sit down and be forward facing with my clients. You know, what can I do? How can I uh, benefit, you know, this, this one life that I have. And I think I have a pretty interesting story. And I, and I said, well, why not just start putting things on paper? Brian, I had, I really didn't go into the, uh, to writing 
as like, oh, I'm going to come out with a book, right? I just wanted to kind of put my thoughts on paper mm -hmm. because we were going through a lot, you know, I mean, just, I mean, I think we've all been through so much over these last couple of years, but I was going through a lot at that point too. And so I'm like, man, maybe if I just put my thoughts on paper and kind of share um, my journey, maybe it'll, maybe things will come out um, that will benefit me in a, in a, in a more mature uh, way. Right. And so when I started kind of unpacking all these thoughts on paper, it just kept flowing and flowing and flowing. And I was like, oh my gosh, this could be like one chapter. And then I started talking about this other, you know, story. This could be another chapter. And maybe, you know, the fire department could be another chapter and the financial, uh, uh, how I got into the financial arena could be another chapter. And how hard it was to get into both careers. You know, the the obstacles, the hurdles that I had to go through to get to where I'm at. People, I think that's what people want to hear. They want to, they want to hear about, especially an advisor, a, a financial advisor that is, who's not on Wall Street and he's just a real person, but he understands what we need, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you and me, Brian. Like, they do things different on Wall Street. Right. And I've kind of learned that I have actually been on the floor of the NASDAQ and I've got to see, you know, the inner workings of that stuff. And, you know, I'm kind of losing my train of thought, but I was, it was just unpacking everything that people I think want to hear and need to hear at that critical point in life. And it just came, you know, it just came very naturally uh, developing that book. And it did take me, you know, uh, about a year and a half to uh, go through the process because it's something that I wasn't prepared for and I didn't know how to do. It was just like that, you know, that left, uh, you know, left field kind of, uh, uh, you know, goal that I that I I could do a book. Oh my gosh! Okay, well let's go for it. Yeah. And 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 I reached out and and I got it. What was your uh... Like when you were going into it writing, was it, were you going to self-publish it? Were you looking to get a publisher? What was the kind of the goal as you started to get in the meat of the writing? I had no idea what that even meant. Self-publishing, <laughs> publishing. I didn't even think about that, Brian. Honestly, okay. I, I was just writing to write my thoughts. And, you know, after it was all done, when all this mess was just laid out on pages and pages and pages, that's when I'm like, okay, I got something here. How, what's the next step? Where do I go from here? And that's where I kind of started educating myself about self-publishing, you know, or going through a publisher. And, you know, I think going through a publisher, they, I don't like to make mistakes, right? I like to learn, you know, from other people's mistakes, and then take the, you know, the, the fastest route. And I think using a publisher, um, there's a lot of things that I, mistakes I could have made mm -hmm. that they allowed me to avoid. And um, it was just an, it was a, it was a fun experience working with a publisher. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now that I've seen it all uh, unfold, you know, I believe I could self-publish my own book now. What would you do when you publish your next one? What are you going to, what are you going to do differently? What's, what did you learn from the experience that might help? 
in your and obviously folks listening in um, that may be looking to publish a book. Any any insight you'd share? Yeah, I think um, just recording your thoughts. I mean, you don't need to write it all on paper, right? Just start recording yourself, maybe talking out loud. And if you have a framework of what you're thinking about, I mean, you know, implement that framework into your recordings, right? Um, where I didn't have anything. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to start scribbling on paper. I think that would be a really, really good start for any, you know, potential listeners who have this, you know, um, thought that they might want to write a book is just, yeah, recordings, you know, it's, it's all your thoughts anyways, and you're just putting it on recording. So yeah. I would just, I would start there. Yeah. And I'll add on actually, that made me think of, um, I had Chandler Bolt on recently. He has a selfpublishingschool.com. Um, really, really fascinating guy, but he has something, um, and if you go to published, I think, I think publishedbook.com, um, I think you can go slash Brian, actually. He has a, a, a code in there for folks, but it, he's sending free books, but it's about um, of his book called Published. And I read it a couple of years ago. The reason I bring it up is he has something in there with like creating these like word bubbles or these word maps at the beginning. So kind of to your point is like, hey, record, kind of throw ideas down. And, and his, I think, is throw the ideas down then you start organizing the outline and then it makes the writing process so much easier, you know, versus yes. like when I grew up, like you think of, oh, I'm never going to write or anything like that because you think of like, I got to start at chapter one, par <laughs> paragraph one, word one and start writing. Like, and you don't realize that, no, you can kind of piece it together and then, you know, you start patching it and, and making it into a book, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, it's not pretty, you know, whatsoever. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty ugly at times. I mean, maybe it gets prettier, you know, you know, writing more and more books, but that first experience is definitely you're learning how to be an author, right? Uh, you're learning about yourself. You're learning what works for you, how you write, how you sound, how your words come out. And then eventually I think you can organize all that you know, craziness. And then, then you could say, okay, I work well doing this or following this process. I mean, um, I'm, I'm actually going through some public speaking, um, you know, coaching right now. And at first I'm like, okay, there's a, you know, there's this exact science to be a good public speaker. Well, it's just like writing a book. It's messy. And things are going to come out of your mouth and it's going to sound different and it's, and it's going to be articulated differently than other people. So just where I'm going with that, Brian, is just be you, mm -hmm. right? Just however it comes out, that's you. That's how it's supposed to be. Now, my book, Ladder to Leader, it's, um, it's my memoir. It's my story. It's not, it's not pretty. It's, it's, you know, there's probably mistakes in there still. I mean, but that's, you know, that's who I am. I mean, I'm still making mistakes and I'm learning from them and I'm growing from those mistakes. And, uh, but once again, just get started. Right. Yeah. Well, I think we all have the story to share. You do, you know, you decide to kind of take the, the step and say, Hey, you know what? I have a unique story here, a perspective on the world that no one else has based on my experiences. And I'm going to put it in writing and, and do it that way. So I think that's, again, I, 
the reason that and one the reason this podcast started almost five years ago and the reason I still continue it because I think there's so many of these stories to kind of help folks realize that they're they're not any different than anyone on this show right yeah. you're, you're just really that one idea away and then going back to what you said earlier is put the hard work in like you got to create it no one's going to create it for you mm-hmm. so you have to go through that struggle like I, I imagine I mean I, I gotta imagine there was a dozen times during writing the book you're like this is dumb. I don't know why I'm doing this. This is, you know, like whatever, totally. like we beat ourselves up so much, you know? Yeah, no, I, I definitely went through that, you know, experience when I was talking about like the financial arena and it's like, how sexy can you make, you know, uh, talking about finances, you know, be right. I mean, it's, I mean, to certain people that might be a sexy topic, but for others, they, they're like, I don't want to I don't want to listen or read about finances, but I mean, without money, right. Without doing certain things in your life, um, you know, it's, you may not accomplish everything that you were put on this earth to accomplish. All right, let me, we've jumped around so much today, but you know, it's always fun to kind of get different perspectives and go down some rabbit holes. Um, let me ask you to do this. I, you know, again, folks listening in, being the Just Get Started podcast, let, let's talk about getting started. Mm-hmm. Right? You're getting started today or you have an idea festering in your head. Any insight, coaching, thought, quote, anything that you would share with someone that's been impactful for you that maybe helps someone else get started and, and move forward? Yeah. Um, I would say is put something on paper, right? And it doesn't have to be like a formal business plan, but just put something on paper because what that allows you to do is to refine it later, right? Um, I've done a lot of, you know, kind of startups, if you will, and I've had some failed startups. One was like a hunting product line and it was actually, um, it was successful. I got a couple of things patented and, um, I was selling, you know, some of these, uh, pieces of hunting equipment and I was getting some buzz, but it wasn't, it wasn't lucrative, right? It wasn't, um, there's a lot of money going out the door and not a ton of money coming in the door. So what I would say is start writing things on paper, you know, what's your idea? right? What's the first step that you're going to take? Um, you know, even if it's, even if, even if it's very, uh, minuscule, right? Just put something down that you're like, okay, I'm going to do that first. And then I'm going to follow it with this. And I think if you have those, that those steps and it's on paper, then that kind of free flow state starts happening and it just becomes more natural. And I think if you write things down, not just thinking about it, but writing it down, things are just going to continue to come to you, right? Those those really good thoughts, those um, thought-provoking questions that you have about your idea is going to come out on paper somehow. It might be messy once again, but the more you write – the more inspiration you're going to have for your big idea. Mm. Um, 
yeah, I don't have an, like an uh, aha, you know, uh, this is what you need. I would just say by writing things down, you're inspiring yourself. And inspiration is everything when it comes to a big idea or, or an opportunity. Well, and I, I think one thing, even I think an added benefit, because that's great advice. I mean, just to get it out in the world, like put it out there is accountability. Like the more yes. that you look at that idea and the more you add on to it, you start, I don't know if convincing is the best word, but you start thinking more about, yeah, I, you know, this, I need to do it. Cause yeah, sometimes if it's just sitting up our head, it kind of just gets, you know, shuffled into the background sometimes. But I think yeah. if we bring it to the forefront, I like, you know, writing again, making it real, even writing down your wall, put, you know, I talk about the post-it note, put a post-it note there in your computer, think about it. Um, and ultimately that could, I don't know if you could say it manifests, you know, some folks think that, I, I don't know, maybe it does, but um, at least you're thinking about it and maybe you put it out in the world. It makes you actually take action. So. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think manifesting is, is a good thing. I mean, believing in it so much and, and thinking about it so often, eventually it'll come true. Um, you know, it's kind of like I started off in this financial space um, and obviously I want to help as many people become financial, financially free as possible. But then I had this idea, um, is, is creating a real estate company. So I created first line real estate. I have no, I mean, I don't know anything about real estate. I got clobbered in real estate in 2008, but what I learned is, if I see it, if I kind of manifest it, if I put it down, um, you know, it, it, it's real, right? It's real to me, that is. Mm -hmm. And now I just have to put in the right building blocks to get there. And that's where having relationships, um, you know, networking, and, you know, I partnered with a, you know, a 30 year real estate lawyer who's seen some of the biggest deals come through his firm. And if that guy doesn't know what to look out for and how to grow, then gosh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to be successful in this arena. So that's, I'm still doing it. I'm still manifesting. I'm still dreaming. I'm still putting things on paper because I want to achieve greatness um, to just showcase that what I thought when I was younger that's all it was. It was just, you know, thoughts in my, in my head, just kind of spinning around, um, kind of like that intruder saying, Oh, you can't become this, but you actually can become anything you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. It just takes a lot of hard work and preparation and, you know, yeah. a few other kind of, you know, ingredients in there. But yeah, to your point, I mean, I think it just comes back to, if you write it down, if you think about it, um, it's great. Hopefully that can hold accountability, but you have to go take mm -hmm. some action on it. Yeah, and, 100%. And I, I, I like what you're saying, you're kind of, you know, you seem like you're jumping around to do the real estate. Now it's like, hey, I want to try this. Like, hey, I don't know anything about it, but let's get into yeah. it. Let's figure it out, you know, and, and yeah. we'll figure out how to make it work for me. So that's kind of cool. Um, where could folks say hello to you online if they want to do uh, check out any of your stuff? Yeah, I would encourage the listeners to go to ladderToleaderbook.com. And that's where they could, you know, buy the book. Um, I'm going to have some public speaking reels uh, on that on that site here pretty soon. I I went up to uh, uh, Pennsylvania and I I did some 
public speaking uh, reels, and that should be on there pretty soon. So that's one of my other goals is to be a keynote speaker. And then um, if they just want to follow me on my, you know, personal journey, just in life with kids and, you know, everything that life throws at you, they could just go to Ryan underscore Lars, L-A-R-Z. And uh, yeah, just follow me there. Awesome, man. Well, Ryan, this has been awesome. I appreciate you being on the uh, the podcast and uh, look forward to connecting with you further. Thanks again. Heck yeah, Brian. Thanks, man. Hey, everyone. And just one more quick thing before you head off on your day. If you're enjoying this podcast and are looking for other resources and tools to help you get started and move forward toward a happier and more fulfilling life, then I'd encourage you to head over to my website, brianondraco.com, and hit the subscribe button in the upper right corner. There you can find my newsletter and blog subscriptions, where I share insights and information around getting unstuck, perspective, mindset, relationships, habits, and much more. If you get a chance to sign up, I hope you enjoy. Thanks again for listening in and have a phenomenal day.